Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everyone. Welcome to another fan team video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az and I am joined by the Premier League fan team winner 2020-21. It's Mr. Josh Woolwich. How are you doing? Hey Az, how's it going? Good, um, good. I'm good as well. Thank you very much. So we've got something a bit different today. We are moving away from the Premier League game, which we've been uh, doing lots of videos on. And we're going to be talking about the Champions League group stage game, which is, yeah, it's something sort of completely different. Um, it's not something we either of us played last season, I believe. Uh, and yeah, it's it actually genuinely looked really, really fun. There's some some rule tweaks as well. So it's a little bit different from the Premier League game. Uh, Josh has been working hard on some different strategies and he's picked out some players and we're going to go through all the basics of that uh, to give you a good head start going into it. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one, Josh, because I haven't played it either and I'm going to, I'm definitely going to be making a team and entering it into this uh, for sure. Yeah, this is super fun for me. It, it feels like there's like less pressure on it as well for me. So like, I'm really excited to play this one, to be honest. I'll put a few teams in, I think. Yep. Excellent. Right. Let's go straight into it then. So the basics are this game starts on the 14th of September. Uh, it ends on the 8th of December. So it's a group stage, Champions League group stage games. So it's what, how long is it? Six weeks or something? Six, seven weeks? Um, and then, you know, and then it's going to move into the knockout and there'll be a new tournament and stuff. So it's not like a kind of Premier League long-term one where you have to keep doing your teams for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's a proper short-term uh, thing that you can invest in and, and try and win some money on, um, which I really like. So at the moment, there's 439 people entered. That's obviously going to increase uh, substantially. Uh, there's £210,000 in the prize pool and the buy-in is currently £16.80 pence. Uh, to join so it's a little bit cheaper than like the euro game for example and the first place prize is fifty thousand euros uh loads of other prizes as well uh second place gets sixteen thousand eight hundred rank three twelve thousand six hundred all the prizes on the screen at the moment um, and you basically you will win money as far down as if you finish one thousand two hundred and fiftieth so just like a lot of the fan team games, you haven't got to come in sort of the top ten to win money. You can win sort of fairly decent money from you know you know right right the way right the way down to the thousands. Um, but it's really the top ten when the prizes get really good and sort of over the over the thousand mark. Uh, it's a good price structure, isn't it, fan team? Yeah, it's just it's 
it's the idea of hitting that dream towards the top. Obviously, like top ten money would be like um like life changing or or at least amazing for some people. You know what I mean? And fifty thousand euros to be able to tell your friends that you won that on a fantasy game is like is like what we all dream of, really. I think. Well, you dreamt it and lived it, Josh. And more than that as well. Yeah, still, uh, yeah. still can't, still can't get over that. Someone else's turn this year, I think, mate. <laughs> yeah, you can't win it again. That's just selfish. Uh, so in terms of the rule, in terms of the rules, these are the basics from the fan team website. So the tournament is played over multiple game weeks. Obviously, uh, it's not just one of the one day things. It's the whole group stages. Uh, standard fantasy scoring applies. So if you're playing the Premier League game, it's the same scoring system they have uh, in that. A fantasy team cannot include more than three players. We all are aware of that rule. Uh, a maximum of 100 entries is allowed per user. Josh, no more than 100 entries. No, no, no not for me this time, <laughs> mate. This, this is very much... Um like less in my comfort zone than the Premier League game. Yeah. So I'm, I'll, it'll just be two or three from me this time, I think. Yep. Uh, you must choose team captain. Captain scores times two points. We all know that. Vice captain. Vice captain will score two times. Vice captain doesn't play. We all know that. Uh, so this one, I think this one's a bit different, isn't it? Uh, you have two free transfers uh, between each game week. You obviously have unlimited transfers going into game week one. Uh, you can, can carry forward a maximum of two free transfers to a later game week. But this is a bit different, right? Because you, you can have more than just the two frees, I believe. Yes, exactly. So it's up to a maximum of four, I believe, like based on the way that reads to me, I think. Um, normally on Champions League games, you get you tend to get you do tend to get more transfers. So like it's, I think on the official one, it's normally three per week. So to have two and be able to carry two is quite a nice compromise. I think I think that makes sense as a rule. Yep. So, yeah, so you might want to it's going to be finding that balance between wanting to make lots of moves, but also maybe looking to target, you know, especially down the later end of the tournament, we're going to see a bit more rotation probably when, you know, some of the bigger teams are through maybe and playing, you know, reserve squads and stuff. You might want to be making those moves to switch out some of that. Again, it's, it's similar to like the Euros, isn't it, with the knockout stage? We all knew the wild card was coming sort of straight away. So we had to properly plan our teams for just just for those sort of group stage games. And this is this is similar to that, but there's no other rounds to think of it's just it's just going to end just after that so yeah it's, it's slightly different thought process and it's going to it um this is this is kind of the big rule change for me there's no bench players at all so you pick your 11 players and if one of them misses out you are screwed <laughs> there's no no bench whatsoever so how does that kind of affect your general play with this josh you need you, you do you need nailed on players right well so I think there's a bit of a subtlety to this again because it's it's similar to the weekly monsters. So you get the safety net again. Ah, where, okay. So that so you get the eleven, but you can almost target like okay, this three set of players from Man City, for example, could be a good one to use. Um, if you've got Mares, Grealish, and uh, Gundogan as as like a set of three it might be a good idea to pick the most expensive one of those. Mm. And then for whatever reason, two of them don't play, you'll get the third cheapest one. Or if the first one doesn't play, you'll get the second cheapest one. So there's definitely some strategy in in this part of the game to take. Um, and the same with defenders, like Chelsea defence, we're never really sure who's going to start like 100%. If you just pick one towards the top end, like one of the most expensive ones, you're guaranteed to get a Chelsea defender in some capacity. So... There's definitely some strategy around this this safety net um, feature for sure. So so just just to kind of make it good, we we talked about this in the last video that we did uh, on the weekly monster game. I didn't know this going into that. Uh, obviously, you did, which is why you're here. Uh, so essentially, what you can do, and you can see on the screen, is this is the Chelsea defence, for example. So a good example with here is you could pick Marcus Alonso, who's eight million, and if he doesn't start and Chilwell does, 
which is going to be one of them, then you would get Chilwell coming in anyway. That's correct, right? Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to you're going to get a Chelsea wing back in this tournament if you just pick Alonso. So you're paying 0.5 more than Chilwell, but one of them's going to start every every game. So he seems to be kind of almost a sensible one to go for. Or alternatively, you could go for Reese James, and then you're looking at getting one of Alonso or Chilwell anyway, whichever one starts. So again. Or- or you could pick both Reese James both. and Alonso and you're guaranteed to have the two wing-backs for Chelsea. Spoilers, Josh. Spoilers. I've seen your team. <laughs> your girlfriend... Uh, your your girlfriend's just off, just off the screen, but she's doing... She's crawling on the floor, like in that video with, then, the, uh, yeah, with she, the things. But we, we can't see her, so because I've cut it on the on the screen, so you can tell her she doesn't need to... Oh, actually, just leave her. It's fine. <laughs> she doesn't yeah, need to know. No, it's all right. It's all right. We, we've <laughs> talked about it now as well. It's funny. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, budget of 100 million to build your squad... Um, are there price rises in this, Josh? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I, I didn't see anything on that that rule page that um, that you shared, but I'd imagine there's something. Um, I'm not 100% on that, actually, so we'll check that and we'll tweet it out or something all right on that one. Yep. Uh, if um, two teams are tied, they will share the placement for the prizes. Payout for combined ranks is divided between two or more teams. It's the same. Uh, and this is what you're talking about. Safety that is enabled. All non-starting players will be replaced at the beginning of their match. There is no player. If there's a player from the same club in the same position with equal or cheaper price, uh, closest price chosen first. I mean, that is that is a big, big rule. I, I, I don't know whether it's just me being really thick or... But no one I've spoken to about fan teams is, is fully aware of, of that of that rule. Um, or they are. Well, hopefully we can make some more people aware. Yeah, of absolutely. But, um, that's that's a big that's a big big difference to any other fantasy game that, that yeah. I've I've seen. So the the other nuance to that is um, it does say starters, so you haven't got to be worried that Reece James is going to come off the bench, for example. If he doesn't start, mm. he'll be replaced by someone else for you. So it's like you don't need to worry about players coming off the bench. Basically, is yep. the other subtlety to that. Yep, excellent. Okay, so. That's the general thing. Any any kind of extra strategy tips you've got based on those rules or or any kind of tips for how you're going to approach this game You know, going forward? Yeah, I've got a couple of things. So the first thing that stands out to me is um, the fact that you can roll two transfers means I'm going to be very much setting up my team for the first two game weeks. So putting extra emphasis on the fixtures in the first two game weeks mm-hmm. um, because it could be that I try and carry four into week three, for example. So it means I can do quite a bit with my team with those four moves or maybe I'll use two in week three and try and carry even more over to week four when you're talking about there might be some rotation setting in but I think definitely looking at the fixtures for the first two weeks as like a mini block and and going from there could be a really uh, good way of dealing with the two transfers two transfers thing Um, also it's a six-week format as you alluded to earlier and, and it literally ends after six weeks so you've got to be aggressive from the start I think I think defensive double ups and triple ups are to be like recommended because I think you really do need to hit like most things in order to have a chance at the very very top prizes at the top um so I think a Chelsea defensive double up as we've already spoken about a little bit could be a could be a great Mm. idea for example as one thing and similarly like defensive minded teams like Atletico could be another good one for example yeah because they're very very defensive um and yeah just just looking at those fixtures really again yeah, so is there any kind of groups that you're you're going to avoid? Do you think there's because there's some there's one particularly difficult looking group, real group of death. Which one is that? Is that Liverpool? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say because I think that one's got. I mean, we're not sure what I think Milan are in that group, right? We're not sure like what what we're going to f- see from Milan. I don't think, but um, 
there's also some very nice groups where I, I seem to think like there's there's maybe one standout team or even like three quarters of a standout team, you know what I mean? If you can put it like that. So I think those are the groups where you might get some really cheap, decent assets who've got like all six decent fixtures, really, if that makes sense. Because there's no like elite team like PSG or uh, Bayern Munich in that in those in a few of the groups, for example. Yeah, I mean, the, the, these are the groups. So Group A is City, PSG, uh, Leipzig, Bruges. I mean, that is that is a really interesting group because... Yeah, I wouldn't like to be Club Bruges in, in that. That's three. Tough for Bruges, isn't it? Three, that was what came to my mind as well. Three top teams. Uh, the, the the group you were talking about, the group of death, is, is the Liverpool group. Atletico, Liverpool, Porto, Milan. Really, really tough. Um, I mean, who's going to get through in that? I mean, you'd expect Liverpool and Atletico to qualify from that, but yeah. AC Milan have made a lot of signings, a lot of good signings as well, and and Porto are a top, a top side. So, yeah, really interesting. Um, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Benfica and Kiev is uh, Group F. I'm reading these in completely the wrong um, way, I think. Uh, and then, oh, sorry, that's Group B. And Group F is Villarreal, United, Atalanta and Young Boys. So that looks to me like a good group for United. I mean, Atalanta are a good attacking side, but you've got to think there's going to be space for some of United's um, attackers in there. And I don't think Villarreal or... I mean, Villarreal obviously won in the in the Europa League against them, but... You'd still think, you think, you know, especially with the signings United have made, they're going to be a better side than them. And young boys, I imagine, are going to be the whipping boys in, in that group. Whipping boys, young whipping boys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, as you said, I've got United highlighted as a standout for their group. And, and also Bayern, to be honest, mate, I mm. think they're going to destroy Barcelona, to be yeah. honest. Like, they've lost three quarters of their players. So <laughs> no. I don't think they're not the force like they look like on paper when you see the name Barcelona. I think. I think Bayern are gonna You're very, absolutely very right, absolutely right. I mean, losing well. losing Griezmann, replacing with like De Jong guy. Uh, he was the one that could even really make it a Newcastle, wasn't he? I understand. He's if, yeah. I mean, Depay as well. I mean, Depay's a good player, but is he really kind of like top tier? You know, European Championship winning. I'm I'm not so sure. So yeah, completely agree. Um, some of the other groups you've got Sporting there, Dortmund, Ajax, and Besiktas in Group C. Uh, that's an interesting group. Quite probably going to be quite tight. None of those teams are a massive standout, I don't think. Um, that's one of the ones that's like a three-quarter good team because Dortmund yeah. are good. Don't mm. get me wrong, but I really like Ajax as well. So exactly. I think this could be a group where we find some value. I think for sure. Yep. Uh, and then you got Group D with Inter, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, and FC Sheriff. I can't wait to see them them play. It's the first time uh, they've they've had a team from their country in it. So an FC Sheriff. They got a Sheriff's badge as their badge. I mean, ah. Oh. I want, I'll be everyone will be rooting for them as the underdogs, I think, in, in the Champions League uh, this year. Uh, and then Group G you got Lille, uh, Sevilla, Salzburg, and Wolfsburg. So again, that, I reckon that's a very—it's hard to call who's going to progress from that. Um, it's really interesting Champions League draw. Some of the groups are just crazy, and then some of them are, are, are like that. I mean, you'd like to be in that group, wouldn't you? Because any any of them could could do well. And the final group, uh, a tough one, I think, for Chelsea: Chelsea, Juventus, Zenit, and Malmo as well. Uh, Chelsea was the favourites for that after winning it last year, but you, you, you know, having Juventus in the group. I mean, they have lost Ronaldo, but maybe they'd be a better team without him. They they did tend to do better last year when when he wasn't the side. Um, so yeah, really interesting. Can't wait for the Champions League to begin. And yeah, this fan team game gives us a chance to get a bit more enjoyment out of it and hopefully win some win some cash. So they're the teams and they're the groups. Josh, you have been doing your research and you've got some players for me who you think we should be considering. Yeah, exactly. So for the purposes of this, I'm I'm going to skip past the English teams for now because I think we largely like 
we know a, a lot of those who are like um, the good players, for example. So I thought I'd go a bit more in depth into some of like the um, other European nation, nations teams, um, starting with Ajax. Yes. So th- this is a quick one. I mean, I've just looked at the forwards um, for Ajax that they stand out to me. So Tadic and Haller, both at 8.5. Um, we've already talked about how decent their group is. I don't think there's a real standout, standout team. So I think Ajax could be really good value. And I think Tadic and Haller is really close because um, Haller's the front man, but I think Tadic takes all the set pieces and penalties. Mm. So both at 8.5, I mean... If you if you take the budget, I believe it's 105 million, right? It's 100. If you, oh, is it? But divided by 11, that that comes to like almost 10 million a player. I think it's just mm. a bit below nine point something. So anyone who's below nine million is in theory like a bit more of a budget pick. So even though it seems high at 8.5, I think they're um they're like more they're like enablers a little bit. So I like those yep. too. Just to give a bit um, of context, the most expensive player in the game is Lewandowski at fourteen point five. Uh, Lukaku's yeah. there at fourteen. And then you've got my Messi down there at thirteen point five, Ronaldo at thirteen. So you think about in FPL, the, the most the premium players are twelve point five. These guys are more expensive, but at the same time you don't have to worry about subs, so you've got more money in theory to build your players <clears throat> so yeah when you, you need to be if you want to have like Messi and Lukaku and stuff you need to be saving money which is why players like Telich and Haller are, are such good picks yep like it next that, yeah that was why I thought the budget was was higher for some reason because I, I forgot you don't have to pick the bench which means yeah. like you get to put way more into the 11 which is more fun yeah yep. um, so second team is at Atalanta yep um, great team to watch one of our one of our friends from the Euros Malinowski um, he's 8 million I mean I'm not sure I could go about there just on a psychological point of view but <laughs> he, do, he does start every game for them um, 8 million is a very favourable price again talking about that like quite a bit below 9.5 or whatever the average player price will be so um, yeah he's good I'm getting, also uh, like, getting PTSD thinking about him I I was, I, we bigged him up so much didn't we and that I did particularly on so many videos that I did for fan team and yeah he was a huge disappointment big very upsetting it was when he missed that penalty that was oh, just the icing God. on the cake I remember no. it was like oh no we've tipped him everywhere all my, all my hopes died for winning any money on, on fan team with that, that missed penalty yep <laughs> and then the other ones that have done well for them and that seem to start have started every I've, so my data I've looked at is like just this season so I've been looking at how the players fit in their new teams i.e for the last four-ish games, like competitive games. So Ilicic and Muriel as well. I believe Ilicic is a midfield player mm-hmm. and Muriel's a striker, I think. And they both um, they both have started all of the last four games for Atalanta. So I believe they could be decent picks as well and they seem really nailed. Yeah, and Atalanta are a very, very attacking side. So I think I think going for at least one of their attacking options is, is sensible going into this. Yeah, I also have to flag the two... Um, Wing backs at this point, our boy, another two of our boys, Mailer and Gosens. So, mm. I mean, like that, that they they did us really well in the Euros. Those two did. Now, Atalanta are not very good defensively, as as you sort of half alluded to by saying they're very good attacking, like going forward. But um, these boys could definitely get some attacking returns. Now, and- Gosens is a mid. Oh, is he? He is. Is, is he? How much is he? He's a seven mil mid. Hmm. Well, at least he doesn't lose the points for all the goals they'll concede. So yeah. that, that that might not be so bad, actually, because he is very, very attacking. Mm. And they lost... Was it Dumfries who played for Atalanta? Uh, they lost one of their wing-back. They lost a wing-back over the summer. So they're both nailed, is what I'm saying. Gosens and Mailer, they're both very, very nailed. I don't, I don't think I don't think they had... Um, they, uh, 
Dum- Dum- do you say Dumfries? Yeah, he's gone to Inter anyway. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, it might not have been from Atalanta, to be honest. But they had like... I remember Atalanta were like the boys who had like 10-ish players from the Euros who were all yeah. like the fun yeah. picks. So they had like Malinowski. They had um, Gosens. They've got uh, Toloi, who's like one of the... was in the Italy squad. He was really good. And then um, obviously Mailer and a few others, I think. So, yeah. He was at PSV, um, Dumfries. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so um, Gosens and Mailer are nailed is what I'm saying because... That they're the only two wing backs basically. So and plus they did so well at the Euros. They're such good players. I mean, Mailer scored again last night, didn't he? For Denmark, yeah, I believe, yeah. against Scotland. He is, he's incredible, isn't he? He plays like in the number ten half the time. I, I don't know how he plays there, but he's just like so attacking. It's amazing. Um. So yeah. So I think Atalanta have got some decent options going forward. I wouldn't necessarily back their defence for the defensive returns, but again, Mailer could still get some attacking returns. So he's not completely off the table. I don't think. Yep. Atletico. Now these are fun. I think um, they're in a tough group, as you said, with Liverpool and Milan as well. But I think they've got a couple of really like decently priced players. So this guy Correa has been scoring goals for fun so far this season. He's 10 million. He's quite expensive. Um, so C-O-R-R-E-A, his name is. And yep, he's either him. a midfielder or a forward. Is he a forward? He's right? a mid. He's a midfielder at 10 million. Mm-hmm. And they've got loads of midfielders that will like cover the safety net because he's at the top, isn't he? He's the most expensive yep. one, yeah. And then also, I really like Thomas Lamar at 8.5, actually, because he's been starting a lot of games as well. He started every game this season as well. So those two are good. And then our black at 7.5 seems really cheap for a team that are so good yeah. defensively. Like they've been, and he makes a lot of saves. Mm. Like he's a, he's a bit of a save machine as well. So he could get everything, I think, on this game. So he's one to watch, definitely. Yeah, great shout. And then I'd recommend pairing him with one of the defenders. And it could be any of them, really, because you've got the safety net as well. So just pick one and know you're getting a defender from a really good team, you know what I mean? Such as Atletico. Yep. Excellent. So I think that could be a really nice strategy. Excellent picks. Moving on to Barcelona. Now, this is going to be very quick because I've, I believe there's only one pick, to be honest, and he's Memphis Depay, of course. Um, I think he is just fantastic enough on his own to just maybe be able to be a good asset just as, as the talisman of Barcelona. I, I wouldn't go near the others at this point because I'm just not sure whether it's all going to chop and change with Barcelona, whether they're going to try different formations or different players because of how many they've lost. But we know Memphis Depay is going to start and he's going to be right at the front of the attack, isn't he? So 10.5, what do you think about that price? Yeah, I mean, I, I love I love Depay. Uh, is he going to have the complete monopoly of, of set pieces that we saw him have for Netherlands in the Euros? I mean, there's no there's no Messi now, obviously. So they're going to need to kind of spread these out more across the team and the goals are going to be more shared and stuff. So I think it is almost falling on him now to be the kind of talisman of, of Barcelona, which is, which is crazy, right? Because... The, the step up he's made since he left United, you know, going going to the Euros, being the figurehead for for the Netherlands, and now being the kind of the central player for uh, for Barcelona is is a crazy sort of up to form. But I mean, looking at the rest of the squad, I mean, who else is there? I mean, they've got Dembele, Coutinho, De Jong, they've got like Biscuit still hanging around forward line. They've got Aguero, Braithwaite. We don't know if they're going to play. Like who who of those players really stands out as being the guy that's going to make make stuff happen for them? It's got to be Depay. So I agree. I think he's the one, if you're going to grab a Barcelona player, that, that he's the one to get. That's the thing. You have to look at it two ways. Are they just going to be so rubbish that even their best player is not going to score well? Or 
is he going to just do everything? In yeah. which case, he's an amazing asset if he starts to, if he gets say four goals. I mean, you'll be like that. You'd take that over six games. Obviously, that'd be amazing. So if he, I presume he'll be on penalties. I think he will if Aguero's not playing, especially. Yeah, it must be. Aguero's very injured, isn't he? By the sounds of it, it sounds like they've had a disaster with that transfer. To be honest, <laughs> considering it's like blocked Messi and Griezmann. Like I mean, it just seems oh, like God. it's a disaster to me, but. Um, Atletico as well buying Griezmann when they could have bought him at the start of the window and they probably would have been able to keep Messi because of the wages and they waited until right on the last day and then swooped in now and Barcelona and just got no one. It's a complete and utter disaster what's going on at that club. Uh, it's genius from Atletico though, it isn't is, it? They've, done, yeah. they've, they've had an absolute great transfer window Absolutely. again. Massively. Griezmann could become a factor for Atletico. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a little bit expensive, I think, because they, they priced him as if he was at Barcelona. But I don't think that hurts him, to be honest, in this scenario. I think... He's just as likely to do well at Atletico as he would at mm. Barcelona, I think. Do you? Well, I think he'd do better. Yeah, I can't see. Yeah. I can't see why he wouldn't. He knows the club. He's he's been a key figure them before, and Barcelona to me. I mean, it'd be interesting to know what happens with Coutinho because I mean, for all accounts, they were trying to offload him but couldn't. But I still rate him so highly, and whether he can start to kind of rebuild his reputation there, and and well, I mean, I don't even know if it's really his reputation. It's just kind of how Barcelona have used him, or or rather not used him. I mean, when he when they shipped him out on loan, he scored against them for Bayern. It was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in in football. Uh, so, but yeah, I've got I've got high hopes for him. I don't think I'd start with him, especially not in a format like this. But yeah, hoping that we can start seeing some some good performances from him. But yeah, Griezmann for sure. I, I think going back to Atletico, um, how much is he on this? Is he because you mentioned Correa? I think he's still uh, he's listed under Barcelona. Is yeah. he? No, he's, he's at Atletico, but he's eleven. Oh, okay, okay. So he's he's more expensive than Suarez and, and Felix, for example. So yeah, you get the safety in there anyway. But he's gonna play anyway, isn't yeah. he? So I think it's not a problem. Like they've they've spent forty million, so yep. he'll play. I think, and they love him at Atletico. Like they didn't want him to leave. No, in the first absolutely. Place. El decision. So, right. Let's go on to Bayern Munich. This one's like obviously towards the more premium end of the players um, for this club because they're one of the best teams in in the world. So. Um, I think there's just three names that stand out. So I think the front four they'll play is Muller in the middle as, as like a number 10. And then they'll play Sane and, um, gone blank, Gnabry, Gnabry. either side. Yep. And then Lewandowski up top will be the front four, I think. That's what they've tended to play in all their like um, serious games, I'm going to put in inverted commas, like this season so far. And, th- and to me, that's the best front four anyway, so... Yep. Based on that, I think those four are all in play. I mean, Lewandowski, 14 million. Is it 14 or 14 and a half? 14 and a half. I just, I'm not sure if I can bring myself to pay that much, but he is just one of the biggest goal scoring machines we've ever seen in like the Champions League and all formats, to be honest. So what do you think about his price? Do you think it's justifiable with the group they've got? Well, he's the best striker in the world. Gets, you know, best best goal record I'd say other than kind of Ronaldo and Messi I mean the thing is you won't be able to get Ronaldo and Messi and Lewandowski so you're probably picking maybe two of them at most and the other two are cheaper I mean Messi at PSG I do like the look of obviously the group is is harder it's hard to look past Ronaldo I think I completely agree with that. I think Ronaldo for 1.5 cheaper is yeah. probably my premium asset of choice just because the group they've got, I mean, granted Bayern have also got a very, very nice group in my opinion, but I think Ronaldo at United, um, he's already the Champions League all-time top goal scorer, mm. right? And he's just going to want to increase his lead, I think, at the top. So he's he's almost uncatchable in future years. So Very, very good point from Neil Thompson in the chat. No safety net with Lewandowski because he's the only striker on the game yeah. so if he doesn't start if he gets a rest later on in the in the tournament 
you're not going to get anyone. You're going to have 14.5 wasted. I think that's what I looked at actually when I was, when I, cause I've just, I've just considered that I'm probably going to fade him, I think. And I think Gnabry and Muller are much more reasonable for like mm. 12 and 11 and a half for those two. Plus if you pick Gnabry, as Neil mentioned, you can, you've got a safety net of like eight, nine players. Yeah. So you're going to get someone on and you, and if you get in a Bayern Munich midfielder, it's going to be a good pick anyway. So if, if you, um, if you pick Gnabry and he doesn't start, you get Muller, for example, if he does. But what if Gnabry came off the bench and scored? It's it's only based on starts in the rules. It definitely says that. It says if they start, if they don't start, they will be replaced by the next most expensive player who starts. So you don't need to worry about coming off the bench, which is which is great because you mean, want the guy I mean, who's going to start. But, obviously, but say, but say you pick Gnabry and he came on and scored a hat trick, but he didn't start. You wouldn't get his points. You wouldn't but, get his points, but no one would. Yeah, no one would. No one could possibly get Gnabry in that scenario because the way that the auto yeah, replacement yeah. works. Okay. So yeah. it's annoying, and that has happened to me before, where I've picked a player, he's been benched, and then like the guy who started played ninety and done nothing, and then the guys came yeah. off the bench yeah. and scored That's a couple. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But you can't do anything about it, unfortunately. And to be fair, I prefer this this rule from fan team. Yeah, I think where to make sure you've got starters in your, you get, in your you get a starter. Yeah, it gives you more chance at the points. It doesn't always work out, but most of the time it will. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Gnabry and Muller. I mean, Muller in the ten at eleven point five feels great, considering he's also got a really long safety net as well below below him. Um, but Gnabry, I mean, I did see him at West Brom back in the day, and he didn't look much good then. But I'll Tony Pulis wasn't he's, convinced. He's improved quite a lot since then. I'll give him that. To be fair, Jeez, I mean, I mean, I was one of the people. I, I defend Tony Pulis on that one. I he wasn't up for it at West Brom. He was not running. He like. He didn't want to play for us. He, he thought he was better than West Brom. So I defend the the fact that he didn't play him. But I mean, oh my God, what a talented player he is now. Oh my God. Poor Euros for him, to be fair. Yeah, he did. And that co- that was another thing that cost me quite a bit of money yeah. during the Euros. I, I think him. I had so much of him. Yeah, yeah like I just thought him. striker for Germany as a midfielder, let's go. But um, <laughs> not to be. But on this game, I think he could he could do a lot of damage. I mean, I saw Bayern won 12-0 the other day in the first round of the German Cup. Mm. I mean... They're just, and they could, it could have been more as well. Literally, they're they're just so good and they're so ruthless. So I think we could see like one or two games where they really do like put their foot on the gas and score five, six goals or something. Yeah, in I mean, which Dyn- Dynamo want, Kiev, for example, are, yeah. are there. You want one of their attackers, don't you? If yeah. they're gonna, if you think they're gonna do that, so that's something to know. Benfica, they're the next team. Um, a bit of a weird one here. Like the team, as I've noted in my notes very eloquently, is all over the place. So, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing like a different team put out every week for this team. But the one who seems to play every week is Yaramchuk, our Ukrainian hero from the Euros again. Scored a great goal, uh, didn't he, in the, in the qualifiers? Yeah, they, they were touting it for like goal of yeah. the qualifiers or something. <laughs> yeah. like, so I think I think he looks, he looks like he's up for it. I mean, he hasn't scored many this season so far, but he's definitely their talisman and he's played every game, so... Um, he looks good for 90 minute bonus as well, actually. So he could be a really good pick. Again, he's veering on that like budgety sort of area of price as well, isn't he? So mm. I think he could be good. Uh, going on to Dortmund, who I think are a really, really good team still, and they've actually signed some decent players, I think. Um, Rainer stands out to me, actually, as an 8 million midfielder. So he's pretty nailed. He's played, he's played every game so far this season again. Um, 8 million. He gets quite a few attacking returns as well. So he could be a really astute little eight million pick, I think. Nice, yep. Um, yeah. And then you've Good got price. the Marlon, Marlon and Royce as well, who are like eleven and ten point five. So you could pick one of those and have the safety net of the other one in theory as well. Like I mean, Marlon played really well for uh, Netherlands in the Euros as well. 
and Royce has been like a Dortmund hero for many years, hasn't he? So um, both forwards. Yeah, so you've got the safety net of 11, 10.5. I mean, the only thing is, would you use a forward slot on those? Or would you go for Haaland? You know what I mean? Would you just go straight up to Haaland? But um, yeah, I think Rain is my favourite probably at 8 million. I think it's like it, it's a bit of an enabler again, as I've talked about before. Looking at looking at Dortmund's group, I think I'd be going with Ronaldo and Haaland up front uh, with Sporting, Dortmund, Ajax and Besiktas. You've got to think Haaland's going to hit quite a few goals across those matches so we talk about Lewandowski I, I, I'd prefer <clears throat> I'd prefer Haaland I think but yeah 13.5 isn't isn't cheap again he is a goal scoring machine though isn't he and he God. just he's like Lewandowski like mm. he, they just score the goals like that I think for Norway um, last night they played didn't they I think he didn't make, complete a pass in the first half, but he still scored a goal in the first <laughs> half. I mean, that, that just epitomises that he's just a goal scorer, Absolutely you know what I mean? And insane, yeah. That's all we're bothered about on fantasy, though. We just want the goals to keep going in, you know what I Imagine mean? Imagine how many goals cap. he'd get at Man City, because they're surely going to get him in the next transfer window or in the summer. He's going he's gonna to go absolutely berserk with the creativity there, with the creativity around him. Yeah, exciting I think time. there's a good number of players. I was thinking we were thinking the same about Harry Kane, weren't we? We were thinking, mm. imagine if he's in that team. I mean, he's going to get he could easily get to 40 goals in that team. Genuine in Haaland's in the same yeah. the same ilk as as Harry Kane, without a doubt. So, yeah, I think I think you could we could see like um, if if they're nailed. So that's the only caveat. If they're going to play every single game, I think we could see like a Man City forward getting 35, 40 goals in the league next year, and that's a genuine possibility. Ooh. I think. Because they, they, I think it is just that step above from like from having it at Liverpool, where there's potentially three or four different goal scorers. I think at City that's still the case, but they do score like five and six, like worryingly often. Mm. So if you've got that happening, you've got to think the central striker will be getting two or three on occasions. You know, what I mean, in games. So I think it could be like, if if they're going to play every game. I think that's I think Aguero would have got close to thirty goals. I think if if he'd not had the injuries that he had sort of in those last few years, because he was you know he was kind of that similar. He, Pep kind of moulded him into someone who who did drop back a bit and stuff, but he was still that kind of central figure. They were all looking to get the ball to him, and he just he would go on an amazing run and then have to be injured for a few weeks and then not quite back to full fitness. If they could just get like someone like Harland or Kane who could stay fit for a whole season and just stick the goals in, yeah, thirty goals should be. Should be definitely the target. Yeah, we've we've gone a bit off piece. We but, have. Um, I've got <laughs> I've got a man called Eden Jeko to get us back on back on track. So he's gone to Inter, I believe, and he's been playing every game up front again. And he's just a goal scorer again, but this time he's eight point five, mm. which seems like a great price for for Jeko, To be honest, who's a really reliable goal scorer. Um, I've also noted their midfielders at Inter. This is for Inter, by the way. So yep. we've, yep. Moved, we've skipped there. a few teams. Um, Kalhan, the guy from Turkey, Kalhan Oglu or whatever his name Very is. Very good. Yeah, he's nine million. Um, again, you've got the safety net of Perisic and Barella underneath. They're quite a bit underneath. Barella is for one, but um, Perisic is eight point five and Barella's eight. Now you know I love Barella, and Perisic also had a really really good Euros for Croatia. So I think these three players are, are like pretty decent picks if if you land on like this price point needing for your 11th mm. player, if that makes sense. I think they're all decent options at 9, 8, 8.5 and 8 respectively. Yep, very nice. Um, and Inter are in a kind of all right group, I think. I think there's one good team. Is it? Are they in with Madrid, are they? Madrid, yeah, they're in with Donetsk Madrid. And our boys, Sheriff. Yeah, the, I think you really do. I don't want to say it, but I think Sheriff could be very much whipping boys. Oh, they're going to get absolutely... Um, crushed but it's really sad to say i want to support them you know what i mean i really want to support them but 
I think these could you've got to look at those games whenever Inter or Real play yeah. the, play them and think you know that could be a big that's, scoreline that's of a your, game. That's your captains, isn't it, against them? And I'd, I'd say uh, for United players against young boys as well, or, or Atlanta players against young boys. I think young boys and, and Sheriff for me are the, are the teams that should be the whipping boys. Maybe they won't be. Maybe they're going to surprise everyone and, and you know put up some feathers. But you've got to target the fixtures, right? I think Jeko could could do really well. Like mm. I said, he's just a bit of a goal scorer. He could get a, like a. I don't think it's unreasonable to think he might get a brace in that game against Sheriff, for example. In which case, he becomes unbelievable value. You know what I mean? So, yep. Um, at eight and a half, Juventus. Um, going on to them, I think for me, it's just Dybala at this point who seems really nailed. Now, Chiesa's obviously very good as well. He's a nine million midfielder. I think he's really good. Yep. Dybala's ten. You get a really nice safety net under him as well. Um, on Dybala who is it um, there's a 9.5 for Juve is that right uh, sorry who's that for Juventus um, di- underneath Dybala for the striker oh sorry uh, Dybala is <laughs> keen Moise keen Moise keen is there another 10 million for them they do have another striker right they've got Morata at 10.5 Dybala at 10 and then Keane at 9.5 yeah so Morata's above so that's quite annoying but Dybala is fully fully nailed and he's going to be like the thing they build the team yeah. around now I think as well now Ronaldo's gone um, so I'm really happy with him at 10 million. Juventus is still a very, very good team on paper, um, even without the the talisman or mm. whatever you want to call him. And, and as you said, they might play more like a team now. Mm. We might see more of a team at Juventus rather than it all just being about one man, which could benefit them, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, my, one of my friends is, is a massive UA fan and he, he says that the matches he watched, okay, Ronaldo got 29 goals, but the games he watched when he wasn't in the team, Juventus played better, better football. So he's actually not worried about losing Ronaldo at all. Thinks that other players are going to step up and and you know and there'll be a more there'll be like exactly like you said there'll be more of a team. They've got plenty of talented players. I mean, I, I'm not worried about them at this point. But and they're in a pretty decent group as mm. well. I think ju- are they in with just one other good team? I think and then they're in with Chelsea, Zenit, Chelsea, and Malmo, and Zenit. Yeah. Yep. So again, Malmo like that that could be a fixture to target. I think. I think um, they're from Sweden, right? I think. Yeah, Malmo. Are. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, that's there is a, there is a, a golfing class between like the the Italian and um, the Italian league and the Swedish league. So it could mm-hmm. be that Juventus fancy that as a game where they can score quite a few goals. Uh, Tom so. D asks, how does safety net work with equally valued players? Um, so good question, Tom. That is based on form, um, which obviously isn't relevant for week one. But um, the highest player who has the highest form goes at the top of the safety net and then the player with the worst form will go at the bottom of the safety net. So if there's three 8 million players and one scores in week one, one blanks and one gets like an assist or something, then the one who scores will be top, the one who assists will be second and the one who blanks will be third on the safety net order. So there you go. Um, so it's good to pick informed players as well because they've got more of a safety net in mm. theory on, on that basis. But um, And I have noticed there are quite a few equally priced players like for, for, for set teams um, when I looked at Chelsea and City in depth for example they've got a lot of equally priced players across all the positions which means the form will very much come into it at certain times depending on who you get for the safety net yeah very good yeah um, moving on to Leipzig now these are really fun because they're in a really hard group but they've been priced accordingly so they've been massively priced down I'd say um, they're obviously in the the Death group with it is it City and PSG? Mm, yeah, that's a t- I mean it's horrible. Such group, a isn't tough it? group. Yeah, 
Now, City have definitely improved defensively from like the team of two years ago that I associate with being a shambles at the back, but they, they have definitely improved and they do keep the ball so much that like they don't have to be that good defensively anyway. Mm. So it's, it is really tough to, to go with a Leipzig pick, I think, but I think three that are reasonably priced and could get you a few attacking returns are Silver, the striker, 8.5. He's completely nailed up front. He's played every single game and I think he's played 90 a lot as well. And then you've got Nkunku and, and our boy Forsberg from the Euros. Um, so they're both 8 million and, and they are very good, Leipzig have. Now, they haven't had a good start this season in the league, but they are a very good team. So whilst I think they're a reluctant to void on this, I do think they're reason they're quite well priced and mm. they they could cause an upset definitely in one of those games because they are still a very good team in their own right. Yep. Very good. Um Milan. Now I've just I've just pointed out one price here because I think it's absolutely cheap as anything. Um <laughs> Olivier Giroud is a seven point five million striker. Now he's been starting every game for Milan and he's been scoring a lot of goals. I think he's got four in his last three in this season. Wow. So he's very much started the season, hit hit the ground running. Slatan but, Giroud up front. What a, what a great strike for us. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not um they're not young spring chickens, are they? But a seven point five, I think he's worth the risk, to be honest, at that price, because we know him as a guy who comes off the bench and can score goals off the bench as well. So even if you hit that worst case where because he doesn't have really a safety net on this, mm. but but if he doesn't start he could be great off the bench anyway, but I, I do think he's very much going to start with the form he's in um, at the start of the season. So if Giroud, so, so if Giroud didn't, so if Giroud didn't start, but neither did Rebic or Pellegrini, and then Giroud yeah. came off the bench and scored, you would, you would get, get, you him would in get that his instance. points. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that, that's the one thing I was like, oh, I really want to pick Giroud, but he doesn't have a good safety net because, in theory, I think they're either going to go with Zlatan up top or him up top. Basically, mm. I, I, I doubt they'll play together. They just don't seem like a fit together. But um, I think Giroud gets the nod, honestly, at this point. And Zlatan is very, very old, as you've alluded to. So will will he keep starting forever? I'm not 100%. Mm. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, Porto, I've just got... They've got two strikers who tend to play every game. But I've picked up Taremi at 8 million. Um, I think he's just 0.5 cheaper than the other striker. Yep, and he's um, he's playing very forward. What did you say, sorry? Martinez. Martinez. Yeah, Martinez. Yeah, um, he's the he's the other striker. Taremi at eight million just seems a good pick to me. Again, he started every game this season so far, so he started all four or five games for Porto this season. And eight million, it feels like a really nice enabler price as well. Um, going on to PSG now. Here's a fun, here's a fun team. Um, who the hell do you pick out of these? Because <laughs> uh, Mbappe has been the one who's in form at the moment, but is he going to drop off because of Messi or are they just going to run riot? Um, mm. And this isn't even talking about when Neymar gets back. What are they going to do as? Do you go with any of them? That's the question, because it's a tough group and you've got to think the points are going to be split across the three of them. Well, the the one I like is Wijnaldum at eight again, because he's, he's playing the furthest advance of the midfield three for, for PSG as well, because mm. he's playing with Verratti and um, I believe it's Gay, Adrissa Gay, right? Mm. He plays for them. Yep. Um, so that he's he's the furthest forward of the midfield three. Now, will he do anything? Because will the front three just do everything between them? And d- does it matter who's the most attacking of the midfield three? Worries me a little bit. But Wijnaldum's eight million. That's like a five and a half million saving on the attackers. Yeah. So I think it might be worth a punt for me. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. I think he's probably the one that I go for. I, I I'm just not. 
sure which one I'd get. And that worries me when you don't even know which one is because the, there's, there's no standout pick. It's kind of like you're paying 13 million, 13.5 million for one of these players. You're not even guaranteed that they're going to. I mean, any of them could get a hat trick. I guess you're, you're buying a ticket. So maybe if, you, if you're doing multiple teams, you have one with Messi, one with Neymar, one with Mbappe. And that's the beauty of this fan team game. But if you're just doing one team, then it's, it's hard to know which one to grab. SG remind me of France in the Euros, actually, with mm. Benzema, Griezmann and Mbappe. Like, I'm just like, who's going to get the points? I have absolutely no yeah. idea. It was and, Benzema in the end, wasn't it, who, who, did, who did the best, but it could have been. And anyone. he was the cheapest yeah. as well, yeah, yeah, by quite a bit. So yeah. that's always a good thing. And Wijnaldum, like, you've got to think he'll get the win bonus quite a lot for PSG. He plays 90 minutes, which is really good as well. So that's great for fan team. We, we, we don't need to, like forget about the the bread and butter of fan team lot which is like the 90 minute points as well as the attacking returns yep so i think wine could score really well for eight million very good uh, real madrid um <laughs> that, again they seem a little bit all over the place at this point but bale and hazard have started um hazard started three of the four games this year and bale started all four now that's really interesting to me so it seems like they're very much back at the at the forefront of this team mm. um they have lost some players and I worry, are they just having like a bit of a stagnant season till Mbappe signs next summer? But Gareth Bale at 11 million, if he's going to start every game for Real Madrid, again, they've got a pretty favourable group. Um, and for Bale, you get the safety net of, of Vinicius as well, who's been scoring mm. goals for fun off yeah, the bench yeah, um, this season so far. So I don't think that's a bad option to have either. So Bale, 11, with Vinicius at 10.5 is the safety net. If this I really was, like Bale. If this was FIFA with, with Benzema, Hazard and Bale, you'd just you know, you'd, you'd be so confident of winning matches. It's just such, such so weird that they're just not, we're not, haven't got that much confidence in them because of injuries and form and fitness and all this kind of stuff. Um, how much is Benzema? Benzema's probably, what, 12? 13 and a, bit, and a half, bloody He's hell. too much. That's, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, so he is pricey. Benzema is too much in the same way that the PSG guys are too much, but mm. for a different reason. Because when you compare Benzema to Haaland and Ronaldo, I think you just can't pick him. I think you have to pick Haaland yeah. and Ronaldo at the same price. Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts on it anyway. So, But I do think Bale at 11 is much more reasonably priced. I think that's like a, an easier way in, I think, to this team, this attack. Absolutely, yep. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk, I have put in brackets fun because, um, <laughs> again, they they just tend to change the team all the time. And they're just like the, the, the three playing off the striker all seem to change every game, but the striker has not changed in preseason. So I'm very confident he's going to play actually. Um, so his name is El Traore. Yep. And he's 7.5 and he's on penalties, which is really good. Um, he's also got 90 minutes in his locker as well. So he could, he's definitely the standout pick for these, as I said, because I just am not trusting who else is going to start for them in the midfield area, to be honest. And, 7.5 is almost as cheap as it gets on this game, same as Giroud. So, I don't know. Would you just take the safe, safer pick of Giroud at the same price? Probably, but Traore is an alternative and he, and he is going to play every game. And he's is... got the safety net because he's the top one and he's, you'll get yeah. whoever else starts if he doesn't if he doesn't start. Yeah, I, I like him as a pick, actually. And and they I was a minute ago, I was trying to look up who Sheriff have got in the first game and it's Shakhtar. So, I think going with him, the, the, the definitely the starting striker against probably the worst team in, in the whole group makes sense to me yeah and the penalties is a big thing it, it it might only equate to one or two penalties over a six game tournament but if you can hit the top end of that and hit the two penalties you're he's already hit his value to be honest mm. just on penalties alone so um and then you've got like outfield attacking returns as well but 
yeah, it, it is quite a tough group for them still, but the Sheriff game first up probably sways it, doesn't it? That he, he might be a decent pick, I think. Yep, absolutely. Good chance. Um, going on to Sporting Lisbon, they're in that really open group, I think, with Dortmund and Ajax and another team that I've forgotten. But there's they're in that they're in that group. So again, they could be like a source of a bit of value, I think. Because in theory, in that in that in that group it's a very competitive one, isn't it? It feels like they could all in theory, qualify if, if only in second, but they could they could all qualify, I think. So Sporting have got a few options. Um, his name is Goncalves, but they've spelt it Goncalves on the game um, because I believe they don't have the C with the um, okay. you know the nice. number five yeah, underneath. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, <laughs> his name's Goncalves, according to fan team, and he's eight million midfielder. Again, he's at the top of all the midfielders, so he he's got all the safety net under him, I believe. Um, him and Paulinho, who's the most expensive striker, I think, have played every game in preseason for Sporting. So they're both completely nailed, and if not, they've got a safety net underneath them anyway. So they stand out as the two picks from Sporting for me. Yep, excellent. And they're in, as as I alluded to before, they're in the wide open group. So I think you can almost pick them and keep them for six games, maybe if if you absolutely had to, because mm. you're never going to look at a fixture and think, oh, they can't score against that because. It's against Chelsea or something, you know what I mean? It's I think every Any, game anything is like could qualify from that group competitive yeah, for, sure. for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Villarreal, um, we're, we're going very much towards the end here now, so there's not too much longer, guys. I promise. <laughs> but um, it's all. I mean, it's, we've done research here, Josh. It's great stuff. Yeah. Um, so we've got our boy Gerard Romain, uh, Moreno from the Euros, um, the Spain, the Spain guy who I think yeah, really, really, so many. really, really rate that guy. Yeah, he's a great player here. So he's played 90 minutes in all four games for Villarreal this season. He is their talisman to a T, literally. He's on penalties and he's 8.5 million. Um, they could sneak second in their group, I think, mm. with Man United. Um, they are. They obviously won the Europa League last year, didn't they? So they're obviously a good team. And they're Between in with them Atalanta. And Atalanta. Yeah. It's, they're going to be scrapping for set. Well, it could just be that it's two from three in that group because... I don't put United past banana skinning against one of these teams. No, absolutely. But they're both very good teams in their own right. And United lost to Villarreal just in the summer, as you yeah, as yeah. you correctly alluded to. So um, I fancy young boys to be the whipping boys um, who, as you said, Man United play first. So that could be really good for Ronaldo. But that means Villarreal are playing Atlanta, in, in which could be a really open game of football, I think. So Moreno at 8.5. And again, he gets the 90-minute bonus. He could be a really, really good pick, I think. There's a good soundbite there of you saying you fancy young boys, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> Don't clip that. No clipping, guys. Okay. No clipping. Um, yeah. So, and then finally, Wolfsburg. For me, again, they've just got one pick and it's uh, Veghorst, who, again, played for Netherlands in the Euros, I believe. Yeah. Um, he's a 90-minute man. He's played 90 minutes every game this season. So, again, he seems to be a talisman up front for them. And he's 9 million. So, I think he could be okay as well, um, depending on the fixtures. Lots of good strikers, and you know, I think I think it's basically guaranteed that you need to play with three up front, right? From all the players that you've mentioned, and I think absolutely, and I think because a lot of the time these teams are going to be playing with one striker, and you have the safety net of the others. So, yeah, three three strikers to me is is it looks a lock on any teams I enter into this. I think from that point of view that you've just said, I think any time where I've listed both midfielders and strikers from a team, I'm probably going to lean towards the midfielders mm. just because there's some teams who, in my opinion, only have strikers as decent assets. So I think, for example, where I've gone Malinowski for 
um, Atalanta, I'd probably have to lean with him over Muriel, who's a striker, for example. Mm. Um, and the same with like Thomas Lamar for Atletico at 8.5 million mid. I'll probably side with him maybe. So, yeah, um, I think I think that's something to take away that for 3-4-3 or 4-3-3 are probably the best um, formations on this. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I'll say is I think it might be necessary, weirdly, to play four at the back on this. Not not 100% because we've got a lot of enablers here that we've just listed. But the, there is quite a bit of value in defence. Like, a lot of these guys are eight, eight and a half. Aspilicueta is only seven, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a great way into the Chelsea defence, isn't it? So, like, is that better value than having, like, a fifth midfielder or a, four, a fourth midfielder, I should say, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, it's that's definitely something to weigh up, I think. Nice. I'm very impressed, Josh. You've done a lot of work into this. It's yeah, helped me. Um, I mean, it's helped me. I'm, I'm going to be putting my, my team together. Let's have a look at the team that you put together um, and sent over to me. Uh, so you've gone for Edison in goal, Cancelo, James and Alonso. And then you've got Grealish, uh, Renya, Nabry, Lamar, Haller, Ronaldo and Giroud. So yeah, a lot of the players that you've talked about, obviously in this team, and then a couple of the, the English players, well, players who play for English sides in there as well. Um, Edison at seven five seems a bit of a bit of a steal, but I the other one was the Atletico Madrid goalkeeper, right? Same price. Yeah, or black as well. That's the one. That's a mm. big decision on weighing up actually whether to double the Man City defense in that way or double Atletico defense. I think I could go either way, and that might be a benefit to entering two or three teams. Yep. But um, I can't resist picking Man City players when you get this safety net mm. because. The only reason we don't pick them on normal formats of games is because we don't know if they're nailed or not. Yeah. That's sort of wiped out by this this um, rule of the safety net, isn't it? So picking Grealish, you could you get pretty much every other Man City mid under him. Mm. So I think you get the likes of, uh, it's not Mares, but you get Torres under him, you get Phil Foden under him, you get Gundogan under him. So like, he, he just seems like a really nice pick. Yeah, Plus, yeah. I think he will just play anyway. So you get that bonus and hopefully you can just they can do one of their things where they score five or something and they all get returns or something. So. We should start a petition to bring this in for FPL. Just, just for Man City. <laughs> we need it. Just for Man City. We- if you have a Man City player on your team, you get a safety net of any of the other ones. That'd be good. <laughs> it should be a rule just for them, exactly as you said. And maybe Chelsea defenders as well, because it's all over mm. the place with that defence sometimes. Yeah. I just don't know who's going to I really like the Alonso and James double up here because you're, yeah. you're just completely covered. From you know they either start or you get another player in. So yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a great double up. Those two. It's actually a little bit annoying that Aspilicueta is quite a bit cheaper because mm. you'll never get him on the safety net really. Even though he'd be my second choice for James because I'd imagine Aspi will play right wing back if mm. James isn't playing, or maybe they play Hudson Odoi. But like I think I would want Aspilicueta underneath. But that's just a minor thing. And to be honest, I think one of James and Alonso is likely to start each and every game in the Champions League. So I think we should only need like one one auto sub, which might be chill well, hadn't it? So yeah, we yeah. might be all right, I think. Yeah. Right, Josh, very, very nice. Uh, yeah, for people watching uh, to this, make sure you subscribe to the channel for more things like this. We'll be coming back to the Premier League uh, again next week. Um, oh, just quickly, uh, Mark, our city only have Jesus as striker who comes in, who comes in as safety net. No one would come in so don't pick him <laughs> uh, probably because he's going to be what I like to call poo so out of position but the wrong way round and yeah you won't get anyone so yeah don't pick him um, but yeah thanks everyone for for watching we'll be back next week the Premier League stuff like and subscribe and if you want to help us out even more obviously new channel dedicated you can retweet any of the promotions that go out for this on Twitter 
Um, but Josh, thank you so much. And for all the research you've done, you've carried us through this one. Like, to be fair, you normally do with these. Uh, but yeah, I will see you next week. See you next week.